cliffcentral.com. All right, let's turn our attention to the great Dr. Hanan Bushkin. Here he is. Hey, Dr. Hanan, how are you? We can't hear you. Hang on. That's my fault. Say it again. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing great. Again, oh. how are you? Good. We're just checking. There's no need for you to get all lippy with me first thing on a Monday morning. You're meant to be the psychologist. You're not meant to be an antagonist. But you know what? We break down in order to pick up. Right. Oh, okay. Is that how it works? All right. So, Doc, um, producer Ryan yes. is very anxious about his impending move overseas. And I know we've spoken a little bit about anxiety in a very general mm. sense. I know we've spoken about big, big decisions people have to make in their lives. I'm sure that there are loads of people who are listening to us this morning who also have really difficult decisions to make this week, maybe, and perhaps for the rest of this year. Um, how do we deal with anxiety? How do we not let it cripple us? And how do we make decisions that we can be comfortable and confident about? Um, so, Ryan, are you, are you leaving? Where's, he, where's Ryan going? So I'm I'm going over to Ireland. It's not it's not like a, a permanent move yet, but it's gonna it's gonna be an attempted permanent move. So I'm gonna go for a few months, see if I can make it work, and uh, you know from there see how we go. But, so he's um, going with the training wheels on, Doc. Yeah, I'm kind of okay. Okay, so a couple of of things to unpack there. First of all, how do you let go of something and accept something else? And second of all, how do you deal with anxiety, uh, which obviously is going to come from, you know, letting go of something valuable and trying to create something valuable somewhere else. First of all, moving is one of the most stressful things you can do because you are literally uprooting your familiar and moving into an unfamiliar. And as we've said many times, the brain just likes familiarity, whether the familiarity is good or the familiarity is bad, the brain doesn't care, it just wants familiarity because familiarity means I'm safe. So when we move from something that is very much a known, a, a family network, a friend's network, a work, a certain routine, I know where my Woolworths is, I know where my gym is, and suddenly I go into a world where I don't even know where I can get milk or now I need to figure out my route to work or I need to figure out uh, a friend, certainly a friend's network, which actually takes a while to to create and a financial stability and work and etc that takes a lot of effort and it creates incredible amount of anxiety the best advice that i can give you is that if you've made the decision and you have worked out the reasons why you're moving marry the vision don't marry the moment it's very easy to get into what we call imposter syndrome which is the self-doubt and why am I doing it? Am I doing it for the right reasons? Anxiety only exists when we stop. Anxiety only exists when we stop. If you keep on moving forward, there's no space for anxiety. So people that are anxious and depressed will always tell you, I'm stuck. I'm in my head. I'm in my body. But people that keep on moving forward and creating, getting feedback, creating, getting feedback, creating, getting feedback, there's no space for anxiety. Sure, there is stress, but that's not anxiety. Sure, there is obviously a challenge, but that's not anxiety. So the best advice that I can give you is marry the vision, don't marry the moment, and certainly don't allow yourself to stop and think. Just keep on moving forward. You'll figure everything out about why and who and what and when later. Just figure it out in the momentum forward. 
What do you think of that, Ryan? Is that useful? No, it is useful because, uh, you know, it, I keep thinking back to like, what I'm going to do with my family here. Like I'm, I'm not that I'm worried about my family, but I just, I've, I've always been around. And so now I'm not, I'm no longer right there. And so that's the thing that constantly like brings me back. But I know that that feeling of moving ahead, like once I bought the ticket, I realized like, this is the train I'm boarding. And this is where you just like, you committed now. Are you going by train? No, no, no. I'm going by train. No, I'm not going by train. I'm, fl I'm To fly. Ireland is a hell of a train. I'd be right. anxious. Yeah. yeah. No. So, so that's that's it. And I think I think you you're right about that. But I also feel like this is very relatable to people who are trying to make that decision as well. If they should go, if they shouldn't go, if they're on the edge. Uh, so that's why I thought Listen, I'd bring uh, it up. Listen, Doc, morning. I want to bring up something else uh, because I see some comments here, and I know that they're being funny in the comments. They're not. They're not being serious. I know that, that you know we've got a lot of smart people in the audience who, who actually understand it, and so they're being adding a sense of humor to this. But people are talking about Xanor and smoking weed and all that stuff. It does bother me, and I'm, I'm by no means saying that we must take them seriously in this case, but there are people who think that the solution to every problem is medication. And especially in the field of, of psychology and psychiatry, this has become the go-to. It's like the minute someone feels something – they immediately try to medicate the problem. Does this drive you up the wall? Because, you know, you're, you're giving us life advice, stuff that will change your attitude and your behavior, which in the long term seems to be a far more valuable course of action. And there are people out there yeah. who are just looking for a quick fix with some sort of medicine. Yeah, you know, Gareth, when um, I was growing up, so when I was a teenager, for example, and I felt anxious. Well, what I do is I just go downstairs, lived in a flat downstairs and went and played with my friends. Um, I was active. I went and engaged with life. Mm -hmm. These days, unfortunately, if, if you think of a child from as young as five or six years old, they feel uncomfortable. They just get on the screen, whether it's the big TV screen or their cell phone. A 12-year-old, they're constantly on their phone. People, according to the latest research, check their phones 360-odd times a day. Yeah. 360-odd times a day. Sure. So we are constantly no longer looking up and forming connections. We are looking down and quick-fixing our feelings. But the key word is quick-fixing. It doesn't fix the real problem when you are distracting. So when I'm on TikTok or on Facebook and certainly on Instagram comparing my life to someone else, that does not fix my marriage. That does not fix my financial insecurity. That certainly does not fix, fix my health. It doesn't create a social, real human connection. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's an illusion of a connection. So, you know, when you get your thumbs up or you get your clicks or you get your heart on Facebook, what does it mean? It feels, it says, I like you, but who likes you and in what capacity and what intensity and what quality it's all airy fairy made up stuff and you think it's real and which actually limits your ability to really connect to people in the real world so going back to Zaynor, that is just a form of a quick fix and by the way sometimes it's necessary in conjunction with dealing with real life so certain people do need it and some people do need medication in order to get them propelled to go and fix whatever is going on in their world, which is fine. But don't confuse medication with fixing the real issue because medication doesn't fix the real world. It might give you the impetus. It's like, you know, I'll give the analogy of 
taking a pre-workout before you go to the gym. Yeah. The pre-workout is not the workout. <laughs> it is Damn. there to propel you to go to the gym and go and work out. If you just take a pre-workout but don't go to the gym, well, that, mean, that means absolutely nothing. And the same thing with medication. Mm -hmm. If you're going to take it to make you better and propel you to move forward and improve, spot on. But if you're going to use it as a way to treat and only that as a way to treat, then you're selling yourself short. You're going to be very disappointed. All right. I think that's such good advice because we were talking just before this about um, I went away for the weekend and I didn't have cell phone signal at all. Switched my mm -hmm. phone off on Friday, switched it back on on Sunday. And I can tell you right now, that was way better than any course of meds that you could put me on <laughs> to get things realigned. And I think that these phones have ruined people, especially young people who are, whose brains are still soft and they're trying to figure out how the world works get addicted to those little dopamine hits. And we know, I mean, it's now, it's not even controversial to say it, that this stuff is on balance bad for you, especially if it's all you have. Um, so yeah, for sure. you know what? We've got, to, we've got to take control of our own lives and stop looking, Doc, for that external locus of responsibility. Definitely. It's the phone. No question. It's my meds. It's my family it's 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 uh it's unfair it's the government you know that's gonna yeah. help you uh and and as yeah. for as for the anxiety that ryan's feeling that's normal too you mm. should feel anxious if he wasn't anxious and he was just about to uproot his whole life and start somewhere else try something out then he'd be a nutcase right you'd be worried about him yeah if he didn't well if he said to me that he's not feeling anxious about the move i'd say to him well obviously you're not leaving anything valuable behind. Then I'd actually question what you've been doing for the past 20 years, creating what? Nothing? Because the moment you let go of something of value, naturally you're going to be anxious. So if he's not anxious, that means there's nothing of value that he's leaving behind. So it makes complete sense. And it is, listen, it's the opposite sides of the same coin. I mean, I've said this many times. When you build value, you also build stress. Value comes with stress. So my kids who I value very much comes with stress. Your job mm -hmm. comes with stress because you right. value it. If you don't, if you don't feel stress over something, it's because there's no value. So if truly somebody said to me, Hanan, how do I eliminate stress? The real answer is, well, eliminate everything that you value, which is not possible because then you get depressed. So yeah, it's of course right. it's understandable why you would feel stressed, but go and create value wherever you're going now. Uh, John Bad Dog says in the comments, Ryan, uh, my mm. brother-in-law went to Ireland for five years working as an architect. He had a good time, but he said he can't see how any South African could be happy there unless you love drinking and being in the pub. <laughs> well, then that's Ryan's fine. He'll, he loves being in the pub, so that'll yeah. work out fine. Perfect. And then uh, Carl is being extra sarcastic and extra salty this morning. <laughs> Doc, if I don't take my antihistamine, I can't breathe by 10 a.m. <laughs> I don't know how to treat the root cause. <laughs> It's <laughs> idiots. Does it even deserve a, a no. response? No, don't respond to that. <laughs> don't, respond. don't. All right. Well, here's just plain Jared, um, who brings up a much more serious kind of thing. Suffered from chronic anxiety in my early twenties. Never took any medication. Happy to say that I recovered all by myself. It is very possible. And look, I mean, it's it's brilliant, and I love these stories. Uh, people develop the internal skill set to manage their own lives. And it's not to say that if you have anxiety, you shouldn't lean on external things to get you going. And we all lean on external things, whether you lean on family or friends or financial security or a sense of purpose. You always have something or gym, which is also external, 
whether you lean on external things to make you internally driven to go and fix the problem, that's perfect. So people that can do it on their own, they never really do it on their own. They just mean I did it without medication, which is fine. But if you do need medication, just understand the medication is not the treatment alone. Medication and fixing or learning how to fix the problem will fix the problem. So you don't have to be a hero and not take medication in order to deal with something. If you need it, use it. But if you don't need it, certainly develop a skill set to manage it yourself. I love it. Thank you, Doc. Uh, Dr. Hanan will join us next Monday again. He is our shrink, but he can be yours too. Just send us an email, contact at cliffcentral.com. And for all you know, we might be able to set you on the right path, give you that internal skill set that he's talking about now. We're certainly trying every week. Can't mm-hmm. say we're not trying. Can't say we're not trying. And, uh, you know, Dr. Hanan's not charging you when you come on the show. If you go to him in person, he's going to charge like a wounded buffalo. The man's busy. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Doc. I appreciate this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck, Ryan. Yeah, Thank good you. luck, Ryan. I appreciate good it. luck with all that drinking in those pubs <laughs> that John's telling us about. All right, thanks, Doc. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Awesome. See Cheers. Bye bye. Cliffcentral.com.